welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 576. House. A large hand-painted sign showed a gibbous moon wearing a waistcoat, holding its belly while it rocked with laughter. I brought my loot that morning, hoping I might I'd brought my loot that morning, hoping I might be able to play in exchange for a bit of lunch. But that was just an excuse. I was desperate for any excuse to play. My enforced silence was wearing on me as much as Dayton's muttering. I hadn't gone so long without my music since I'd been homeless on the streets of Tarbine. Tempe and I dropped off our list of supplies with the elderly woman who ran the store. Four large loaves of trail bread, a half pound of butter, quarter pound of salt, flour, dried apple, sausages, a side of bacon, a sack of turnips, six eggs, two buttons, feathers for refletching, Martin's hunting arrows, bootlaces, soap, and a new whetstone to replace one Dayton had broken. All told, it would come to eight silver bits from the mare's rapidly thinning purse. Tempe and I made our way over to the inn for lunch, knowing it would be an hour or two before our order was ready. Surprisingly, I could hear noise from the taproom from across the street. Places like this were usually busy in the evening, when travelers stopped for the night, not in the middle of the day, when everyone was in the fields or on the road. The room quieted when we opened the door. At first, I hoped the customers were glad to see a musician. Then I saw their eyes were all for Tempe and his tight mercenary reds. There were fifteen or twenty people idling in the taproom. Some hunched at the bar, others clustered around tables. It wasn't so crowded we couldn't find a table to sit, but it did take a couple minutes before the single, harassed-looking serving girl came to our table. "'What'll it be, then?' she asked, brushing a sweaty strand of hair away from her face. "'We've got pea soup with bacon in and a bread pudding.' "'Sounds lovely,' I said. "'Can we get some apples and cheese, too?' "'Drink?' "'Soft cider for me,' I said. "'Beer,' Tempe said.' then made a gesture with two fingers on the tabletop. Small whiskey, good whiskey. She nodded. I'll need to see your money. I raised an eyebrow. You've had trouble lately? She sighed and rolled her eyes. I handed her three half pennies and she hurried off. By then, I was sure I wasn't imagining it. The men in the room were giving Tempe dark looks. I turned to a man at the table next to us quietly eating his bowl of soup. Is this the market day or something? And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I have a question. Is soft cider a non-alcoholic cider? I believe so. It's the kind of cider you get when it's autumn at uh, the grocery store here and you serve to kids. I mean, I serve that to adults because that stuff is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. 
It's delicious. That it's I, I think it's it's either non-alcoholic or it's less alcoholic. Um that's my that's my read on this. Yeah, it might be like small beer, right? Which is like less less hmm. less boozy than beer is. Anyway, I thought that that was an interesting detail because he could have just said cider for me, but it's soft cider. Yeah, this is just their lunch, right? Well, and it's also a character beat too, right? Quoth is like, some, the vibe is not good in this place. I am not going to have a strong drink because I want my wits about me. Whereas Tempe does not seem all that concerned about the vibe and he orders himself a shot and a brew. Maybe he's had this kind of uh, treatment before. I just think that he doesn't think he has anything to fear from a bunch of rowdy mercenaries. That makes sense. And as we learn, he does not. Indeed. But this is this is a great, this is a classic scene. This is the cantina in Star Wars. This mm-hmm. is the rowdy saloon in a Western. Yeah, this is literally like the guy in the Western, like oh, walking into the saloon and everybody in the, in the noisy bar goes quiet and glares at him. <laughs> It really is. And this is the the prelude to the first real fight we see Tempe get into, which is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Also, we get their shopping list, which is neat. Oh, I was just about to mention that. I'm so glad. One of the the things I was thinking, though, is so they're getting eggs, which generally don't travel well. So I'm a little... I mean, I guess they've got a camp set up, so it's not a big deal. I'm just sort of surprised that eggs are on the list. Eggs uh, naturally have a sort of membrane around them that keep them from rotting. But uh, in North America, they get washed before they're shipped, which is why you need to refrigerate them. But in uh, Europe, as I understand it, you don't refrigerate eggs. Yeah, eggs in England, keep... you leave them out on the counter. Yeah, I have a friend who who owns chickens, and she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, so they they probably do so. travel well if you try care of them properly because they they'll keep for a while. But they are fragile. Uh, so I, I take your point there. Like I always put them on top of my grocery bag because they will get mushed. You're crushed. <laughs> but I also think that like, keep in mind, they're like, they're going shopping in this town basically every week, right? Like they, they send two of them back every so often. So it, it it's not quite the same as like taking, like pr- packing for a long journey where you're not going to be able to stock up. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're just getting like breakfast for a couple days. Exactly. Like six eggs between, like that's an egg a piece, basically. Yeah. Well, I kind of think of it as like, uh, that's their like weekend breakfast. Like that's yeah, like exactly. the breakfast like, they get on whatever day they have the most time to make breakfast. That's right. As my beloved and I do, they'll have like a nice like Saturday fry up. Say Saturday fry ups, very delicious. Also breakfast for dinner and other such like things. I assume they don't eat eggs for dinner in Tamarant, but I could be wrong. I mean, you probably, when you're traveling, you eat whatever. Yeah. I also like the small detail that the reason they need a new whetstone is because Dayton broke the old one. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Not hard to imagine Dayton uh, being too rough with his tools. I mean, true, but also what a lovely small detail that we didn't need, but is very charming. I'd rather like to hustle along. I'm looking forward to getting to the fight. Sounds good to me. Mailbag. No mailbag? We can do mailbag. This letter is from Lori who writes, Greetings. Another new friend of your show attempting to give you a quick hello and likely failing. My husband introduced me to Name of the Wind many, many moons ago, long before so many pots had been cracked, long before Wise Men's Fear was even released. It is one of the few books I've ever reread, and I have a few times already. 
In December, after deciding it was time to reread slash listen to Name of the Wind again, I found you. It was perfect timing. I love finding the new details, and your close analysis helped me discover some I had overlooked. As I have listened to your butts and cracked pots, I have crocheted, knitted, played video games, and many other things to busy my hands, hands, as I focus on all the interesting details. I have a lot of time to fill while waiting for my teenagers to finish their many activities. So despite starting from the beginning, I am already caught up. Thank you for helping me to fill the many hours and the many more to come. Jordana, you remind me of myself in many ways. It has been a delight to see your growth and to hear your strength. Jeremy, you remind me of my youngest. He not only shares your name, but you both have a similar sense of humor, and he too is a picky eater. At least he realizes that donuts and pie are delicious. <laughs> Nick, you rem- Nick, you remind me of my other son. He had a shirt that said, not always right, just never wrong. Which is correct. I have some cracked pot theories that I will send in soonish, but since this introductory correspondence is already lengthy, I will leave you with one final thought. In Wise Man's Fear on page 215, Debbie states as she battles Quoth, My ally is like an ocean in a storm. What do wise men fear? Stay amazing, signed Lori. P.S. Jordana is correct. As I tell my husband, we are married, so what's his is mine, and what's mine is mine. Joking, mostly. <laughs> Delightful. Say, Thank you. My new favorite letter. I mean, last yesterday was my favorite letter, but this is my new favorite letter. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for writing uh, and for uh, such kind and thoughtful comments. Uh, we're more than happy to keep you company as you're waiting for, for the kids to get out of band practice or, or sports practice, whatever practices they might be practicing. Oh, I just, I feel like this is the first of our, our listeners to, to fess up to having teenage kids as opposed to little kids. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. I feel like not a lot of people state if they have teenage offspring. Say so maybe, maybe, there, maybe you don't want to talk about your teenage offspring too much because they might hear the podcast and then hear about like being heard, heard about on the podcast and then they'd be mad. Jordana, would you listen to a show that your mom listened to? I feel like the uncoolest thing in the world for a teenager. I am <laughs> not a good person to ask. I'm really, I'm the worst person to ask. I watched all sorts of stuff my mom watched. We used to watch Star Trek together like a lot. Yeah, but Star Trek is unironically good. I just, I think, like... I'm just saying, our podcast is unironically good, okay? (laughs) But our podcast is cringe if if a parent listens to it. I'm sorry, Jordana. But Star Trek isn't cringe if a parent watches it? No, Star Trek is based. Listeners, if you have teenagers, write in and let us know if they're cringe or based. And also, let us know if uh, Quoth's actions as a teenager ring true. I know we were all teenagers at one point or another, but I'm curious if today's teenagers line up with... uh, with Quoth's behavior, if it's that's still verisimilitudinous. Ask them to define Choigi for us. <laughs> I have I have much Googled Choigi, and I think I understand it now, but I do think it would be good to hear about it from a teenager. But I also, I lose hope that we don't have any teenagers listening to us. So if you're a teenager and you're listening to us, write yeah, us. We have to so gather all this valuable data on our target market. Uh, and we'll put you in a spreadsheet on tomorrow's page of the wind. wind. So that, that so threateningly put you in a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs>